Why would you volunteer that information anyway? That he was going to go film porn. porn. I'm going to go fuck later. Ugh, for four hours. It's going to be chafed. Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey y'all. Welcome to Kitty Whispers. Welcome, welcome. Episode six. Six. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we are so happy to have you here and mm-hmm. to be along the journey with you. Mm-hmm. Whether we're in the car or while you're doing your makeup. Yep. If you're taking your dog out to go to the bathroom. All the things. Maybe all of them. Doing. Sorry, Sean. You're doing all the <laughs> But it's true. Hopefully you're listening to us. Who knows where we are, what we're doing right now. We're sitting on Lauren's patio right now, enjoying the weather. It is beautiful outside. It is beautiful. So we uh, like to kind of record sometimes when it's nice and sunny. and Mm -hmm. Brings me life. Watching squirrels and my dog and the cat chase it. Well, Lauren's big cat just almost face planted into the trampoline chasing her kitten so you escaped boo we have all uh, is all is good (laughs) this new kitten it's a journey he's sweet he he does sound like a crow though he does he does sound like a crow they named him boo because he's solid black which i feel like that's common you know i said Thackeray Binks would have been a great Yes, option. well, that was, I wanted to name him Binks, but, but you know. But now he has, like, a little voice box issue, and he sounds like a crow when he meows, so I kind of want to name him Crow. We can nickname him that. Yeah, she. He goes, She, uh, my daughter, my youngest, had convinced me to get her, or get him, because more cats are killed during Halloween that are black than. Um, that's extremely sad i know that's why i rescued it well you know if i didn't want my furniture clawed to hell i'd get one too but i just oh he sees the squirrel if you think you're gonna get that squirrel you're smaller than the squirrel kitty squirrel he likes to pick fights with my big cat and the little kitten kitty thinks he's gonna get that squirrel oh my god those are the biggest nuts i've ever seen in my entire life on on the squirrel no look how big his nuts are do squirrels have big nuts or is it just they have huge balls okay oh my god Y'all, they are the size. They may of be dragging the ground. <laughs> like if he hits those on a branch, it can't feel good. <gasps> Maybe that s- does that mean that they need to like do it with something? Like, okay. are they swell up when they need to do it? Well, he's awfully brave. Oh my god, he is very brave. Look at Chico. He is hun- okay. We gotta stop. <laughs> we gotta get away. Okay. Off the First squirrel. of all, I did not know squirrels had gigantic nuts. That is, <laughs> you learn something new every day. I did. You know why? Because when I was at school at A&M, they would tag the, some of the squirrels and track them. It was very weird. But I'm not joking. There was multiple occasions where I was physically charged by a squirrel on campus. And I always noticed they had these huge gonads. <laughs> well, uh, it's interesting. Okay. The fact that the, the kitten thinks he's going to get this squirrel. Okay. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, it's 
intense. Um, it is intense, but we're going to um, not let it distract us much longer. No. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, but anyway, so other than huge... Well, this weekend... Yeah, we went to go we see went, Amy Schumer, yeah. which was so much fun. So much fun. We went with uh, one of Deidre's really good friends, mm-hmm. and um, we had a nice dinner. Yeah. And then I went over, and uh, after they locked away our phones and all of our devices and these little... Yeah, which I didn't realize they did at comedy shows, which I get it. You know, they don't want you filming their content or releasing the content that they're going on tour with but uh i mean it was a little annoying to not i mean what if what if there's an emergency and i need my cell phone right or you're trying to buy a drink and you thought that by setting a security thing on your debit card yeah you have to i have to approve all of my purchases when i hit my debit card and uh which i'm still in the same frame of mind of the person who clicked the button so i don't even understand why i think that like that's going to stop me but i'm trying right it's all about making I mean, the effort it's just like but yeah, that what, extra step. Yeah, are that, you sure? Do you really want to spend this money? Well, in this moment, I did not. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I ordered the most expensive drink of my entire life. That's not true. I'm sure I've had more expensive drinks. I I'll just, have to tell you after you get done with your story, my expensive drink story. I feel like this was the most expensive drink that I was not aware was going to be expensive. I mean, yeah, she, it was literally a solo sized cup. She ordered, I said, I wanted tequila soda with some lime. And he said, okay, do you want that like as a double or what do you want? I said, no, actually I just, can I get it in the bigger cup? Because it was the even tiny little cups where they were doing the single in. And I said, no, can I just get it in a bigger cup? I just, you know, extra soda water. And he was like, oh, I got you. Goes, uh, you want me to pour it, you know, make it like you make it at home? And I said, yeah, I mean, sure. That's what you, okay. I, he had just asked if I wanted a double or a triple and I said, no, which yeah. are like very clear words, right? But he asked you in a different way that you said yes to wanted me to make it like you make it at home. <laughs> well, this is not how I make them at home. <laughs> no, it was so bad. And this thing cost like $45. <laughs> Yes, he goes. That'd be forty five dollars, and then my card, of course, because it's all. And I'm like, up. what the hell? We could buy a legit bottle of tequila for that amount. I was very upset about it. So Deidre had to help me split, and she yeah. split that. We we choked that down while we were. I mean, literally, we had to choke it down. It tasted like just continuous grossness. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time on my thirty? So on my thirtieth birthday, my brother and his partner took me and a couple of my girlfriends to Vegas. That's fun. Which it was the first time I'd ever been to Vegas. And we got up on that Saturday and go to have brunch. And I'm not paying attention to the menu. But my best friend Jill and Michelle were with me. Well, Jill goes, girls, like, let's splurge. They have a bottle of Dom for $50. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I already already know without And uh, honestly, I wasn't paying attention I think I was still a little out of it from the edibles that I'd taken the night before. They were very strong. And um, I'm like, sure, cool, that's fine. I mean, I'm not a huge champagne person, but apparently from what I hear, Dom is like it when it comes to champagne. Can I be, can I be real honest? And we may, please. I can't tell the difference. Please don't give me, give us a one star for my personal thoughts here. But I've had Dom plenty. Yeah. Like more times than I can count. Old, 
newer bottles, like aged, all the things. It's okay. It didn't taste any it different to me than barefoot champagne would. Oh, well, it does to me. Barefoot champagne? I wouldn't even drink that. I mean, I wouldn't either, but if I was if I was handed two glasses of champagne, I couldn't tell the difference between Dom and the other. I'm a big Cava and Prosecco fan, and I like the dryness, and I can definitely tell, like, a good quality over a poor one. But Dom, to me, just doesn't... It, it's it's overrated. It is a complete, 100% overrated. So, Jill orders this bottle of Dom for my birthday brunch, and we're just like, okay, sure, whatever. Well, I kept wondering why the waitress kept asking me if I wanted the cork. And I'm like, no, like I don't really collect corks. <laughs> like, why does she keep asking me? She asked me at least three times. And so then we get our checks at the end of the brunch. The woman hands it to Michelle and Michelle just like slaps it closed and had these like bugged eyes on her face. And I was like, what? And she goes, Jill, that was not a $50 bottle of Dom. And she's like, what do you mean? It was a $500 bottle of Dom that we bought at my birthday brunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I looked at the waitress and I was like, bring me that damn cork. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I told you to throw it away. I don't want it. Bring it to me. It's getting put on a necklace and I'm going to wear that cork <laughs> everywhere. I I'm going to wear it everywhere. Where Use it, it as a butt plug. <laughs> Just kidding. You know what? But if you still have it, I will custom make you a butt plug. Oh, my God. I do. Somewhere in my, because I'm like, I mean, we laugh. We laugh. We were all pissed at that time. Well, Jill's like, I guess I was reading the glass price. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, we were all pissed in that moment. But now we all just l totally laugh because we were all clearly in. Yeah. It, but it wasn't even good. That's the thing. Is I'm like, this wasn't even worth $500. Like, no. Well, so we've all had expensive yeah. drink experiences by accident. Ex aside from expensive drinks, I haven't really done anything exciting. All work and no play. Mm-hmm. Deidre said she's going to have to let me out. Go play in the backyard. Play fetch. Yeah, we'll go on walks. Because I, uh. Well, and it's, I, she knows this about me. So it's dangerous territory for me because like if I'm good for too long or like I move, I, I move in like, what is it like episodes? Like I'll be real, just consistent work, all the things. And then it's like when I get real burnt out on that, sometimes you need to blow off steam and then I will go. And that's when that little wild hair pops up, stops sticking down. And then I... Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Once you let her out of her her cage, and she's been in there a while. Well, and I'm going to be in it wild. for a long time. But, yeah, but that's okay. She says that it's a couple months. We'll get through it. It'll be fine. It's not even a couple months. It's a month. It's two months. Two months? Well, I don't know. Daydre has not been. We'll keep you. Yes, close. I have. No, she has, but she's not been in like side by side. Like we're much closer now than we yeah, were before. Last year. Yeah, and then especially year before. And when I hit these times, it's. I mean, I definitely know you would go MIA during this. Well, open she used to season. worry when I'd go MIA that I was going MIA because I was involved with my ex. She was. That was 100% why she went MIA. <laughs> and I get it. Because she didn't want to have to explain to me why she decided to get back with him. Because <laughs> I was an idiot. 
but I would always be concerned. Well, for but my... We're past that, yeah, so it's fine. but that now you know. Now I know if reasons. I don't hear from her, she may be dead on the floor. What? So, if I don't hear from you, something's very wrong, because we talk every day. We do talk every day, but like last weekend, we both have very, very busy weekends. But we were still texting and doing all, like sending things. Like, if you just go MIA, I know something's very wrong. I feel like, mm, yeah, possibly. So, um, today, I went to the orthodontist because I have Invisalign right now, which I haven't had to wear it for very long, you know, and I'm almost done. Yeah. It was like just to correct, because I've had braces before. It was just correct, like a bite issue. So my orthodontist is very attractive. <laughs> I'm listening. He also went to a Whoop. But, uh, today he told me that you know, he was like looking at my teeth and he's like, they look really good. We're just going to do about three more trays. And he goes, I really need you to work on your tongue though. And I'm looking at him like, what your do you tongue? mean? My tongue. He said, you, you push your tongue forward and I need you to start resting it at the top of your mouth. And of course me and my perverted mind, I'm like, Okay, show me these tongue exercises that I need to be doing in order to do Did he give give you some? I mean, he just said try your best because he's like, I think that's why sometimes you have a lisp. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you noticed these flaws that I have because I didn't. And I said, but really, I feel like I've always rested my tongue there. Like, that's going to be a very hard habit to break. But as I was literally trying to figure out where I rest my tongue, where are you supposed to rest your tongue? He says you're supposed to rest your tongue at the roof of your mouth. Because otherwise, which he said the reason my tongue's probably like coming forward anyway is because my teeth were shifting inward. So it's like almost it naturally is being pushed forward, which I'm like. So you're just like sticking your tongue out the whole time in your mouth? I don't know. I have no clue. I've never. It's so hard for me right now to make never about why. I know. But as I was leaving, I was like. Bye. I'll be working on my tongue exercises. <laughs> Do you want to help me out with that later? I'll stick it out. And then I look around and there's all these little high school kids in their chairs with like their braces. And I'm like, well, that was appropriate. But, you know. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. And then I had another interesting thing happen over the past 24 hours. Um, yesterday, I had a, I guess, a listener slide into the DMs. Oh, yeah. And... I low-key, real quick, just almost got offended. I was like, what do you mean? Something happened 24 hours ago and you haven't told me? Like, eh, well, but I was going to tell this. you. Yeah. No, there's more. Yeah. Just wait. So, <laughs> he's a listener. He slid into the DMs uh, saying he loved the show or whatever. And um, basically, long story short, he started messaging me today and was like, you know, what are you up to today? And I was like, I mean, I'm working and later I'll be recording some stuff for the podcast. And I was like, what about you? Because I mean, from his pictures, he's cute. He's younger, whatever. I'll entertain it for a second. He goes, well, I'm getting ready for my shoot. Wait, what did Sean say to us about the young ones right now? He said, that's totally y'all's something right now. Our season, maybe. We're in the young season. Maybe. Well, so he says, I'm getting ready for my shoot. And I'm like, your shoot? Like, what kind of shoot? And he goes, oh, well, I'm getting into the adult film industry. 
And I'm immediately intrigued because I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? So apparently, oh my God, that's a B. Okay. <laughs> apparently he is getting into porn. Is this his way of trying to tell you that he has a big dingling? I don't know what he was trying to do, but he was giving me details of how they were having him like get prepped for this shoot. Okay, I want to hear it. <laughs> now you're intrigued too. I know, I was intrigued. I was like, yeah, how do, first of all, how do you get into that? I think it's the... I really don't know. And I think that more young guys are more, they're like more or less recruited for gay porn. I mean, I'm sure they're, I'm sure. Okay, so basically what it sounded like to me is he has an agent. And the agent was, like, pushing his stuff to different, which I'm like, what stuff? Whatever. I didn't want to know. I felt like if I asked too many questions, then I was going to get the content sent to me. And I don't want to see it. But it it just was. Life? That's what I was saying. I was like, this can't be real life. But, no, he said, he, you know, he's doing it for the money, which I get. And he was like, have you ever considered? Oh. And I'm like, no, I haven't considered that. Listen, um, if... I mean, I'm sure a lot of people make a lot of money, more power to them, but I'm sure I've done a lot of things that were worthy of, of porn. The, well, yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, dad. We'll have to put a label on this one. Yeah. I'm sure that I've done a lot for less, right? Like, think about it. Like if you look at the, your track 100%. Record, so, you know what? More power to you if you do that. Interesting sidebar, a uh, race car who hopefully is no longer listening because he, likes to give us one star reviews and he's real mad he uh he told me that he had done he was in a porn like one porn well but i mean i know they never send it to me and i was like real curious for research purposes uh and he would never share it with me well this guy acted like he wanted to get into the industry and start making money and doing all that and sounds real stressful he goes i'm just curious as to how i'm gonna you know be able to do this for four straight hours and I was like me too because that sounds exhausting four straight no. hours no the poor female that has to endure that for okay. four hours the last couple of times that young buck and I were together I think I told you like they lasted forever and it got to this point where like even if, like the maybe not the last time, but the 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 first time for sure, and then I think the time <laughs> after that, we had gone at it for hours, mm -hmm. and I finally like as soon as I got mine, I was like, okay, I'm done, and I don't tap out, guys. Like I'm not a tapper outer. I'm, I'm a, a I'm a hundred percent a tap outer. No, I'm usually uh, I'm gonna we're gonna finish and we're gonna finish strong. I know how no tricks of the trade that let's speed this. Process it depends up. on what time it is. It was like 4 a.m. Yeah, no, I'd already tapped and out. You I can ask Banana Man. <laughs> tapped out. I was like, I can, no, no more. I'm exhausted. There's a reason why probably that's another part of the evening. No, I can't. If we're starting at 7 p.m., we can go as long as possible, whatever. But if we're starting at like 2 to 3, nah. Well, I prefer, I'm more of like a, I like um, sessions, right? Like sometimes like you would do it and then like you kind of have a little bit of like downtime and still kind of playing along or whatever. Yeah, but that's play. if, but if like you're getting home late from the bar, like yeah, let's get it. Want it. Let's get it. 
in and get it done. Yeah. And I, I mean, I told you that story of, you know, when Banana Man was visiting and, you know, I pretty much. Hi, Banana Man. Yeah. Hi from, you're in Australia. Down under. And the reason we call him Banana Man is because he plays for a baseball team and their mascot is the bananas, but. Did I send you that? Was he in that video I sent you? I don't know. They were all so cute. They are all cute, but he is the cutest and. I was pretty crazy about him, but we got home really late. And I'm like, listen, it's 3 a.m. Let's get her, get her done. <laughs> and I like it, when we both have a mission. Like, it's like. Well, he was on a different mission because my mission was let's get it done. His mission was let's carry on for hours. And I kind of lost my shit on him. <laughs> that was that was the feeling, not this last time, but the time before last with Young young, bleh, young Buck, exactly. Because I was like, look, I'm ti- I'm an old lady. Yeah. I'm tired. I need my rest. I need to go to sleep right now. I have to get up and do adult things tomorrow. I require a solid eight hours. I wish I did. I got, I get five. So a good guy friend of ours, mutual, mm-hmm. big brother. Yeah. That can be his name. Uh, I talked to him earlier. I had a call about some work stuff related and I work related stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, Yeah, I don't know uh, what you just said. Work stuff related. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, this is going to tie in. I go, he answered. He goes, Hi. And I go, Hi. And he goes, How are you? And I said, I'm tired. Or no, no. I go, Hi. And he goes, Hi. And I go, How many hours did you sleep last night? <laughs> like <laughs> 8 a.m. And he's like, uh, I think I got about six. Man, I'm tired. I go, I've been cruising about four to five hours a night. Mm-hmm. And I'm not liking it and he said man i was so tired last night that his wife tried to get it in <laughs> and he said he had to he turn her shut her down yes and he said i never do what is wrong with him he said he was so tired and he said and he goes trust me that's not something i turned down and mm-hmm. i was so tired i turned it down because i just kept telling myself that that's what i needed to do to get enough hours of sleep and then uh we talked about that for a minute and yeah. i told him that he was going to have to initiate the next time and really do a good job to make up for telling her no. 100%. As women, we don't like that. No. And uh, and then he goes, so is that what you called for? <laughs> well, is that the purpose <laughs> of the call? Is that the update you needed? <laughs> is, that the pur- is that the purpose? I'm like, no. Uh, also calling about your insurance. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Our friendships, they're wild. Yes. Um, but... Last week, I do want to mention this. Mm-hmm. Last week, I had said uh, we had talked about butter in the biscuit. Oh, yeah. And we asked y'all, and we were serious, if you for you to text your significant other and say anything along the lines referring to getting your biscuit buttered. So, while mm-hmm. we were out this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, I texted Young Buck, and I said... Do you want to come over later and butter my biscuit? Which he doesn't <laughs> listen, thank God. And he does not, we've never referenced, I've never referenced myself as a biscuit before or butter or any other uh, I mean, I think he already thinks Lauren is like a total weirdo. So oh, he knows I'm insane. And when so, she says something like this, I don't think he's like that caught off guard. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, I am going to, we're going to post the, that little s- snippet because we want y'all to share yours. So if you haven't already... You need to ask your significant other to butter your biscuit and let us see how they respond. Yeah, I just really want to see the responses because I think it'll be 
great. Real funny. He did not disappoint. <laughs> I mean, he did he like a, later. He was a team player. Yeah, but he was all for it that day. Um, but anyway, that's a little bit of what's going on in our life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of wonderful feedback about last week about work environments, or I guess it was the week before about work environments and yep. um, just setting those boundaries and expectations within your office, uh, whether you're the employer or the employer. And this week we really, whether you're the employer or the employer, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm so tired. Whether you're the employee or the employer, (laughs) whether you're there working, what are you doing there? (laughs) Doing work, work. Yeah, so this week we're going to discuss setting boundaries with friendships. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a really interesting topic. I think that a lot of people, as we, I don't want to say get older, but as you grow up, you're no longer an adolescent, you know. And uh, Deidre and I both have had to let go of friendships Mm -hmm. and set healthier boundaries with longstanding friendships. Yep. And so we know that that's a common theme because you tend to, I know for myself, like you outgrow people or you feel constrained to that because you've been friends with them forever. But really, you just don't, it's not there anymore. Yeah. And you know what? You have to be okay with that, I feel like. At Mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's hard. You feel guilty. But when it's definitely hard because... Just depending on the situation and kind of how things end and transpire. You know, I know with some relationships, they just kind of fizzle. But then you have those ones that are like long term and they've been in your life for forever. And, you know, most of those you can just pick right up where you left off and there's never any issues. But then you have the ones that, you know, you do spend a lot of time with and, you know, to the point where they're more of like a sister or brother rather than yeah I mean I I definitely can um relate to that I had two girls that were my closest of close I mean whenever Mm -hmm. I met Deidre and we I described them as my sisters we that's how I thought that they I was like they are like my ride or dies that was and uh you know I went through a really really hard extremely like not not normal circumstances and back to back all very close together and they just you know they weren't there Mm -hmm. and I think that there's such a difference between being busy in your own life and one of the things that I learned through therapy uh, was when you give so much of yourself to these friendships or maybe your work like we talked about last week you know, when there is, that's not met with equal or like some level of reciprocation. And let's say you get busy in your life and you're pulled away and you're no longer to give that 75%. And it's not even a 50, 50 friendship that's happening as far as like the ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. of what's going on there that you now fill a gap and the gap has been there the whole time, but you just didn't realize it because you were always the one that was just overstepping, oversharing, overdoing, over compensating. Yeah. yeah. Overextending. That's the best way to say it. And that really is what my situation was like. And it was painful. Mm-hmm. It was. It is painful. 
know, I know you had a situation like that and y'all were very close. Yeah, we were, we've been friends since we were like five, you know, and we were college roommates and, you know, she was, I would always tell people like, she's not just my friend. She's like an extension of me at this point. Like she's like my third arm or whatever, you know, and, um, wherever I go, she goes, you know, and we definitely went through, um, a period of time where the friendship kind of ended and we had some about it. We, I mean, we really, we didn't talk or do anything for a year and we've just recently, you know, started to re kind of work on our friendship and rebuild. And I think we needed the break, honestly, you know, whenever you're with someone for that many years, you know, it's different when you're in high school and, you know, there is that separation and then you go to college and we're together constantly and, um, you know, now into our adult life and both of us are in different places, but then you also have those friendships where you are in different places but you don't have those issues. And I guess it's just because her and I were on a different level of friendship, like yeah, so close. And well, I mean, I think a lot of that speaks to, you know, it's, I have a friendship group, um, you know, and I, I love all of them dearly. I've been friends with them since we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've had periods of time where we were not as close and, they, you know, we're not, in, none of us are in the same place, uh, professionally, personally, relationship, livelihood, yeah. all of the things. Um, well, and I don't even think that should matter. No, like, no, of course not. You but know what, what I'm mean? saying like, is, is like, if you, but the problem is, is that when you outgrow the version mm-hmm. of yourself that someone is holding of you in their mind, like if mm-hmm. they're constantly always seeing you as the version of who you were when you were in high school or when you were younger or college, they're not seeing and accepting you for who you are now. And so as you are evolving, mm-hmm. you're breaking that mold. And some, and if someone is not allowing you the space to be who you are and show up as, as the person who's learned lessons or is growing and advancing, you know, you can feel really yeah constricted in those friendships. And I think that that's really for yourself. To me, that's a red flag as far as like, am I not able to show up authentically and be who I am today? Or am I constantly being reminded of who I was or what, where we were? And that's a friendship based more on uh, loyalty or like you choosing just to stay there because of the longevity of the friendship, <laughs> not necessarily because of what I'll both bring to the table down. Yeah. And in my situation in particular, like my friend, I mean, I love her to death, but I mean, she's kind of the type of person that when she is frustrated or angry, you know, she'll kind of lash out at the people closest to her. And I think in this scenario or in this most situations, I was the closest person to her. Mm-hmm. And so it was getting to the point where any sort of frustration, if I'm there, I'm kind of the one she's like taking that out on. Right. And so I kind of just felt like I was becoming a punching bag. And, um, and you know, her, her, in her mind, this scenario may be completely different. Honestly, we haven't even talked about it in depth. I think it's, we know it's best that we don't because we're not going to agree and it's just going to cause another argument. But, um, that was just the way I was seeing things. And, you know, I was just tired. I was just exhausted. You know, I felt like I had to be really careful with everything that was said and done. And, you know, I would never, ever, ever, ever do anything to hurt 
any friend of mine. I would never intentionally be mean or ugly or do anything to my friends. Like I, I feel like most of my friendships, we have the healthy banter and, and we can joke with each other. But at the end of the day, they know that I'm their biggest support that they have. And so when we went through that, it just was, it was, I guess, frustrating for me, for her not to see it that way or whatever. But well, and I, I feel like that's something that maybe in time, when y'all have a stronger new foundation mm-hmm. of who you are today, who she is today, some level, because moments like that typically breed levels of self-awareness of, hey, you know what? I was lashing out at her and I was overreacting because I was stressed mm-hmm. or maybe I was being a little sensitive because of other things I had going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And we all, I think that the biggest part about that is that whenever you, they say like in relationships that sometimes they say apologize and you're like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, but no, but you're saying you're, you're able to say that this friendship or this relationship means more to me than this argument did. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do have to shelf those things, especially on those. My situation was different in the sense of, uh, Mm -hmm. I was going through some really horrific things and they just weren't there. And it was, why are you not you know, they have the same level of expectation of me that I I don't even think it was that Lauren. I think it was, they just abandoned you. Yeah. They completely turned their back on you when you needed them the most. And at that moment, they're like, I don't have time for this is basically what they did. And I don't know what their resentment was, but it was, it was kind of weird how they, well, yeah, one of them, we'll call them one and two. And, uh, one was, you know, we were best friends. We, we're single moms together. We spent, there was three, four days a week. We were together having dinner. I would help her with her daughter and there would be things that like, um, or, you know, she'd watch the girls from time to time, but there was definitely signs, uh, and things that were happening. She was not the most, um, I guess it, it doesn't really matter, but she just did not operate in the way that I did with my girls and other men. You know, like I joke on here and we talk about all the things that I do. My children have not, nor will they ever meet young buck. My kids are not ever put in situations that are not to consider to be safe. I mean, unfortunately I had a abusive relationship that kind of were flowed and that was part of what was going on in my life. And they were, they didn't get it. It was, well, you know, we've all had bad relationships. You can get over it and not understanding. Whereas I had friends like Daydre and some of our other closest friends and my family going, he's going to kill you one day. Mm -hmm. What are you doing here? And Mm -hmm. they just, why are you sad? Get over it. People say mean things. And it's like, what? Like I, or, you know, I was having to have double biopsies for cancer for my thyroid and was dealing with that. And then they didn't even bother to check in and be like, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? No, actually, they hit my voice box and I wasn't able to talk for three days. And the response back that I got was um, telling me that, well, if you needed me, you could have called. And it's like, why were you not calling and checking on me? And yeah. I think that's for it was such a. It doesn't matter how much time you spend investing into something, you know, as well, you go, wow, I love this person. I've been friends with this person since I was a kid, but you eventually have to realize that it's no longer, it's not like a slot machine that you're eventually going to get some payback or return on this Mm -hmm. investment and you just got to stop and walk away. And that's really what I did. I don't think, you know, I try very hard to communicate in a healthy way. I did not say anything ugly. I just said, it's very clear. We're in a different places. 
and um yeah but you were really hurt by it all oh devastated because it wasn't just one it was two and it was like they were like teaming up on you or ganging up on you and it was honestly like outsider looking in aside from my friendships that we've gone through things like the things they were saying and doing are something that I is not normal for friends to say and do you know it'd be it's like they were treating her like she was their biggest enemy and it was annoying and frustrating as her friend to see her even be treated that way by people that she claimed were friends which I never met them um honestly didn't ever I mean I guess I don't care that I did or not I don't think I missed anything from that but yeah I just think well and it's interesting go ahead what were you gonna say I don't know I just I just think like that period of your life I just think kind of we the girls that are all friends right now in our group we all kind of came into your life at the right time is what I think yeah well and that's exactly what I was gonna say because there was such a big shift in everything Every, for you. every aspect of my life. And, uh, and if you would have been able, if you would have been going through all that and only had those oh, I two girls, I it. you wouldn't have. Um, and I think that that for me, that was my biggest lesson learned there is that I realized, and it was actually through those healthy friendships, through the Queens group, mm-hmm. you know, when I, at the same time I met Deidre and from y'all and those other people that are the core groups that I have of the people that have been my friend that were loving me and being supportive and helping uh just being a listening ear or checking hey you know what you got this and it was heavy heavy things that i was going through beyond just the relationship i mean like we're, we may one day have to have an episode and like discuss all those things but mm-hmm. it was just something that was happening it was devastating one of those things my according to my therapist and many others is one of those was enough to be devastating I had like four or five devastating things happening at the same time Mm -hmm. and it was through those healthy wonderful friendships female supportive friendships that I have with you and that I also had with these other you know close ones that it was like it made me realize how they were being shitty, how it was like, yeah. they're really not being my friend. I and think you recognized like, okay, these women that have only been in my life for six months. Yeah. A year are treating me 10 times better than people that have been in my life since I was. Yeah. When well, I've been there, got one of them a job, negotiated them a raise. The other one helped bent over backwards. The Their other friend planned. I mean, I could go on and on because that's the kind of friend that I am. I feel like I can say without sounding full of myself that I know that I'm a really good friend. Mm-hmm. And they were just not. And it mm-hmm. was, I've been frustrated with a lot of those things that were happening, but that was kind of what it took for me to realize that, you know what, as just like whenever you're in a relationship with someone who's unhealthy for you, that they are, uh, there's a bug on you. Oh, that they, that when you're in a relationship and you'd rather be alone than being a bad one. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the same thing, but thank God I did not have to go through those things alone. I had y'all there supporting yeah. me and lifting me up. And well, and I think it was us that helped you see like, yeah, these are not friends. Yeah, definitely that. And some intense therapy for other things I was going through that really I needed to talk through. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
she was the one that really made me see those that it's okay. You can outgrow those things and it may be a little lonely, but these people are not being your friends. These girls are being your friends. Mm -hmm. These people, you know, and, um, well, and they just said a lot of unforgivable, ugly things. I can honestly say like when I went through my friendship break, break that we had, she didn't say what your friends were saying. You know what I mean? Like I knew eventually we'd may we may make our way back to each other. When you went through yours, I was like, there's no way yeah. she could ever go back to the being friends with I them. The one that I was the closest with that I was raising, the, that I felt like the girls and I, she she, did, she didn't even say anything. She she just made it about herself and said mm-hmm. I was a good friend. And I not said anything ugly to her. I just said, it's clear we're in a different place. And the other one, she was the snarky one always. And she was oh, hello. Dogs, but very, very ugly. Um and honestly narcissistic and her operating you know just so full of herself and well this is the way i am i'm mean well if you know that you're I mean like that's I, what was when i'm str- well I'm, i don't know i'm like i summarizing like if you're stressed or whatever this it's like if you know that you're a bitch and you're being a bitch when you're stressed maybe that's a very clear good time for you to work on being a bitch and like not well, and who out wants a friend that's gonna sit there and say i'm a bitch like well, I'm not saying she was like I'm, I was summarizing, but yeah. I mean, I read the text. It was basically like this is who I am. It was very like yeah, attitude s. Like okay, so you're gonna stay and remain the same way for the rest of your life and not grow and evolve. And I was doing so much growth internally. Well, and I think it may it may have been because you were evolving and growing and creating new friendships, and maybe she was feeling insecure or irritated by that yeah I'd left the business that I was at with her I was making changes I was getting involved in the community I was doing a lot of things and you outgrew them yeah is what happened right and they knew that and that's why they were rude and I wasn't I wasn't bothered by it until I needed friendships and I realized that my foundation wasn't strong yeah and it was almost like they thought oh well you're just like hot shit now and doing all these things and making all these new friends why do you need me now it was very like yeah weird energy what's so bad i think about that is that was never my attitude towards it um and i think that not at all as we talked about before you know i spent a lot of years of my life okay crow (laughs) the cat dimming my dimming my light To make other people feel comfortable. And if you feel like you are having to not wear that cute outfit that you want to wear. Or not maybe share your successes or promote your new business. Or do other things to make someone else feel comfortable. That is such a red flag that you should be aware of. Because I I remember like feeling that way. Like why am I, but at the end of the day, why am I having to dim my light and to make someone else feel comfortable blind them you're the fucking son if you well and that's the thing if you have friends in your life and you're like growing and changing and evolving and they're not going to sit there and be supportive and encouraging and they're just going to be like like you know it's like then i don't need you in my life yeah i don't want any of that and then i think the biggest difference there too is that once i said look we've outgrown each other uh it's very clear i didn't even say in the friendship i just said this is how we we are not on the same planet as far as like what's going on and uh the way that they reacted and the way that they they ended up 
um, I, you know, as some of y'all know, and I've shared it is that, you know, I was assaulted by a friend's ex-boyfriend and it was a really dark time in my life and it was all right around the, that. And they ended up trying to go and be and insert themselves into a legal case and matter um, because he was being prosecuted for what he had done. Thankfully, he was found guilty and they weren't even present when these things were happening and they got up there and they just said the worst things that were, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much I hate you. Even them to this day, somebody called me and said, oh, she got a DWI, which because she loves to drink all the wine and drive all the places. And uh, like a recent if, one. What? Like she got a recent one. No, I'm just saying like in general, like, let's say she got one and someone called me up and said, hey, would you be your character witness against her? And hell no. I don't want to be. I would never. Why, like, why would you, involve yourself? Yeah. Why would you unnecessarily insert yourself into a situation that you weren't involved with right and I feel like and I will try to forever have enough respect for those people not I'm not saying them but just in general even if I am no longer close with you if we're no longer let's say Deidre just goes outside and she pulls up all my flowers and poops in my bushes we- <laughs> <laughs> love this scenario <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> she would never do that but I'd if Deidre still- went bad shit crazy and had to go to court and they're asking Lauren to like testify against me. There would never be. Well, even even if even if like we had a situation or somebody that I'm not friends with anymore called me and they said, hey, I have enough respect for our past friendships, or our past love that we shared mm-hmm. that I'm not going to insert myself. I feel like that's an integrity thing that speaks so much more to them. I mean, I wouldn't do it to my worst enemy. Like no. there's not one person in this world that I can think of that I thought, huh maybe Hitler, but that I could like go and be a character witness against like, and especially someone who's been such a good friend. They obviously were, they were proven, they were lying. It's weird. It's just weird. If someone asked that of me, I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I'm not getting involved with that. Like we've said our piece, our friendship is over, but I'm not going to go and and talk shit to a whole courtroom. They saw the bruises. They knew I had a concussion for a month. They knew. They heard my children. This is all just what it looks like to me is it's all just like a jealousy weird. And it is. And and honestly, that's kind of the next segue there is that if you feel like you are having to uh, defend yourself when you're not doing anything to these people by just by being the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and they're intimidated or they're bothered by it. Uh, Just like in the workplace scenario we used with a boss last week. Those are very clear indicators that those are not your people. Those are not the place you should be working. It's not the friendships you should be having. Um, And it's not. And if you are feeling, let's say there is something happening and you're feeling a little bothered. We had a situation this week. Um, Our producer, we were, Deidre and I had an incredibly busy uh, weekend and we just weren't communicating. We weren't being as responsive and he was annoyed. Mm. But what did we do? We had the most like grown up. Hey, I would like. Oh, we knew. We knew you were annoyed, Sean. Yeah, we knew you were annoyed. We could tell by the tone of your text messages. It's short with <laughs> us. But you know what we did? We were we were direct and responsive and said, hey, are you upset? He, in a very mature way, said, I'll get over it, but this is what's kind of bothering me. And both of us said, easily done, fixed, sorry. We, yeah. You know. And I said, you know we're open communicators. Communicate with us. That's what adults do. And being able to just say, hey, I don't like Like, it. we care about you. We appreciate the time that you spend doing things for us. 
we're sorry that we were busy this weekend and dropped the ball like and it was fixed. It was fine. Yeah. Because why? Because of healthy communication. Mm -hmm. He expressed a concern or need and and we've said, okay, acknowledged mm -hmm. it and saw room where, you know what? He's right. There was room for improvement on our side. And we are now today yeah. after recording, we're going to be doing what he asked us to do mm -hmm. and we're moving forward. I will say one thing that I am bad about and I've experienced this with like current friends is... When they think, when they say or do things that are hurtful to me, rather than say something in the moment, I just avoid them for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe to me, to me in my mind, that's a boundary. Like I'm just, I'm just putting a cap on the amount of time that I spend with you. Right. Well, and that's what we call managing your friendships. Yeah. You know, I have some friends. I have a a pretty high maintenance friend and I love her dearly. She's like a sister. She would do anything. If you want a true definition of a ride or die, I could call the girl and be like, yo, we're going to go do this. And she's like, I killed someone. We got to bury the body. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm bringing my, <laughs> she'd shovel. be like, I got some shovels, <laughs> but she has a completely different life than I do, which is fine. So she doesn't fully understand and grasp what I have going on on my plate. And so for me to manage that friendship, because I found myself constantly wanting to be there and, and, and be there for her because from the things that we just discussed that I went through when my previous, I want, I never wanted any of my friends. I don't ever want any of my friends to feel like I'm not there for them. Mm -hmm. But I did realize that I was sacrificing being present with my girls, uh, getting certain things done uh, because I was, managing what was happening over there mm -hmm. and uh and so part of that now is sometimes you don't answer the phone yeah and sometimes it's you know what I don't have the energy to put into this right now and I'm and it's I love you you really need me I'm there for you but I'm not going to like continuously self-sacrifice in the mm -hmm. name of, or put myself in situations whenever if some, you're feeling offended and someone just keeps rubbing you the wrong way and kind of poking and prodding at you, mm -hmm. removing yourself from a situation to me, I think is the right thing to do. Now yeah. I do think you should one day deal with it through communication, but I do. And there, there is a friend in particular that, I mean, usually she's my biggest fan, but then there's times where she, I'm like the butt of the joke or I'm the, the one she's picking at or she's using things that I tell her in confidence and calling me like a That's bad really person. How, and yeah, and it's like, why are you doing that? Like, there's no reason for that. And I don't really care to bring it up and have a conversation about it because I don't want to. I don't like confrontation. I'd prefer to avoid it at all costs. So I've just been limiting my time. Yeah. With that person. Well, and I feel like uh, you have to do that. And then if they say, hey, I'm noticing. Yeah. Then that's when you can be like, well, you know, I feel this way. Right. And I think that's what I'm waiting on. If it's asked, then I'll tell her. But that, that's what my therapist, before we had the big, what I call, you know, the blow up where those friendships went away. My therapist had said, you know, if they care, Lauren, if they are truly invested in this like you are, they will notice that gap. They will notice that. Mm -hmm. And then they will say, hey what's going on with you, yeah. that phone call never came. Mm -mm. And it was never, and so, you know, then you realize, hey, maybe I'm putting too much weight and too much merit into this friendship and it, and considering it to be a degree one when it should be a degree three, right? And so that was, that's just to me managing friendships and what you need to do and be able to take care of yourself 
And uh, once yeah. you try to communicate those things and are not able to, you know, I, I think that it's the same thing with family. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Me, blood is not an excuse or a nope. reason to accept your boundaries being crossed. Mm-hmm. And when people do things that are hurtful and spiteful and vindictive, mm-hmm. um, whether they are a stranger, a boss, a f- friend, family member, or sometimes all of them, multiple roles. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe is such a being a butthead. She's a bulldozer is what she is. She is. Um, she just runs right over me. She, you know, I think that you have to really look at that situation and say... If you weren't my parent Mm -hmm. or my brother Mm -hmm. or my sister Mm -hmm. or my, you know, if you were not one of those roles and you were treating me this way, would I accept it? No. Yeah, exactly. And if the answer is no, then you should not accept it from them either. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the way you handle it is different sometimes. I mean, I've definitely had to like through COVID, you know, there was things that were happening and transpiring between me and family members. And I just realized like well one I just really enjoy being by myself so I luckily have my own place to where if I am with my family and there's things happening like I can remove myself and I can go to my house and as much as I love them right and the love doesn't change no it I mean it can it 100% can yeah but I just think there's things that you can do to like I know I have to limit my time right like I know Rather than going on a four-day vacation with them, I can spend about four hours. Like, right. And, I mean, I think we always take baby steps. Like, we'll do, okay, well, what about one night or whatever, you know. And and we've talked about it, and I've brought it to their attention. And yeah. I think it's just something that you work on and you work towards. But Well, you're setting a boundary. And yeah. if they're responding and respecting that boundary, the mm-hmm. only people who are offended by boundaries in your life are usually the ones that benefit from you not having any. Mm-hmm. And that's where... Or they're users. Well, that's what I mean. If you don't have boundaries, they're the ones benefiting by t- running all over you, using you, sucking you dry, any good things about you. And... If you set a boundary and they're upset by it, well, why do my boundaries that I need to do to protect myself and my family and my well-being and my mental health, mm-hmm. why is that a negative for you? Yeah. I mean, um, just like we talked about with like being in a toxic work environment, if you're going home after a night out with friends or an evening with family and you feel absolutely drained of any energy whatsoever, like there's a problem. Yeah. Everything in life is energy. It is either positive or yeah. it's negative. And if I leave our exchange and I feel more negative, yeah. then that is a sign. If or I exhausted. Feel, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like truly exhaustion, mm-hmm. depleted, angry, frustrated, shut off. All of those ultimately fall on that negative side mm-hmm. of the energy scale. And if you feel that way continuously one time fine we have had bad days i've mm-hmm. had bad days i've been exhausting to you you've had bad days have been exhausting not to really. me well not i don't mean exhausting i mean like concerned like you've told me my recent transition one day you you were feeling my anxiety um yes but i'm just an empathetic person when right. my friends are upset i get upset right. but well, that's what i'm saying though yeah. like i'm i feel the same way mm-hmm. so but if that was all what our friendship was then it would be tiring yeah but 
our exchange overall is mm -hmm. a positive one. And so therefore there are going to be ebbs and flows. But if you constantly are feeling that way, then you need to recalibrate it because it's just not, it's yeah. not worth it to you. Mm -mm. No matter how much you may love that person or care about that friendship or feel invested in it, you know. Like um, if, if you feel like it's an obligation, right? Like, like when me and my friends have things set up to go and do, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. When it gets to the point of a friendship that you feel, ugh, like... I'm so tired. I don't want to go do this. And you feel obligated. Like you need to reevaluate. The and people that you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. Cause I know with our group of friends, like honestly, I go home at the end of the night and I'm so happy and I've laughed and we've had fun and I feel inspired by everyone. And that was what really shifted the realization for me in you know, reevaluating some of my relationships that had, regardless of 20, 25 years of friendship, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling so fulfilled over here by this new group of friends that, you know, this one is more exhausting. Like I just need to transition and energy. Yeah, yeah my energy just, level to this, you know, I don't know. It just Well, and and what it does is it allows the other person to kind of have some space and room to kind of grow and evolve themselves mm -hmm. and and that's sometimes that space is needed and it, it's what saves the friendship and it and yeah. then other times you realize that it's something you're better off without. Yep. Um my whole life in the past 3 years, I would say, especially in the last year since things have been coming to conclusions of these dragging situations that I had going on I described it as it felt like I had you know when you have a major surgery or cancer a tumor removed it's painful the recovery of it sucks but you're on the other side of it and you're cancer free and you're happy that that situation is gone and yeah that is exactly what these friendships that well, I, I think you were fulfilled no those voids were filled in with other things immediately and I realized I was just holding on to it for mm -hmm. the wrong reasons um, and then, you know, with family, obviously it's a little bit harder to just say and do, but I promise you being on this side of it, if you have situations that are happening and you're not being allowed to show up as your best and truest version of yourself and you are feeling stifled and exhausted yeah. and everything, um, and not respected and, you know, mm, there are certain situations that one day we'll be able to discuss where, you know, for me that I've been going through recently that you just have to rise above. Mm -hmm. You have to cut those things off. You don't play on their, on their level. You look beyond and realize, you know what, if this is what you are capable of, those two girls were capable of doing what they did to me. Those were not friendships that I needed. And that was every mm -hmm. level of justification and, and validation that I needed for. I am better off without you in my life. Yep. Let them be cancer to somebody else. And that's how I feel about everyone and everything, ultimately. Mm -hmm. well, thank you for not being cancer. Thank you for being alkaline and not acid. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> well, aside from all of that, so we do. We hope that you guys, as y'all, you know, if you have any friendships that you're clinging on to or people and you're just feeling like you're not able to show up and be you or you're constantly having to, it's one-sided that, you know, there's a difference for versus being there for someone and then being used by someone yeah. um, that or even different places like you can say, hey, we're both busy. Like we both got things going on. Yeah. But if Daydre needs me, 
and calls me and has a moment where she needs a friend, there's not a second of me that 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 instantly jumps up that priority mm-hmm. list. Same with her with me. Yeah. And uh, those are the people that you need to surround yourself with. And I'm thankful that we have that. And it was a hard lesson learned, but yeah, we're better for it. Yeah. This whole past few years has been a lots of growing pains for both of us, but they've all been positive things. Oh, I'm so thankful. Like in the moment we're like, why is this happening? But then ultimately it is a positive thing. I am so. so thankful. I can tell you that every single horrific thing that I've gone through in the past several years, um, being on this side of it, every single lesson that I've learned, everything that has prepared me for, for what I'm currently going through, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the growth and the opportunity. And honestly, for those people not being in my life anymore, I'm so thankful. Yeah. It was like having a snake and, you know, or a wolf in sheep's clothing and sitting there saying they're your friend when they're literally trying to seek and destroy you yep. overnight. For so, no reason. You know, it's good. And if you feel that way, it's here's your permission to let go of those things. Do it. Stop putting coins in the coin slot. Mm-hmm. Unless it's your coin slot. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, anyway. So we were going to talk about our wait. jerk of the week. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Our jerk of the week is the way these shows ended. Is that what you wanted to talk about next? Yeah. Our jerk annoying. of the week are the writers and the producers. <laughs> Listen here, HBO and Hulu. <laughs> Don't sue us, but. <laughs> yeah, The Patient. Sorry if you haven't finished it. Spoiler alerts. It's been two weeks. Yeah. So you should have finished it by now. If you were a true fan, you, were, you already know what we're about to say. But I'm pissed how they ended The Patient. How in the hell? Sam Hale, did they? I wanted him to kill his ass. I saw him sitting at that table with the son and I thought, you know what I wanted to happen? I wanted them to find the note in the mouth of that dead guy. Me too. And them bust in and show up. All SWAT like. That's what I wanted. The fact that it didn't happen. There could have been a season two out of that. Yeah. And the mother was such an enabler. God, she's a dumbass. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. Oh, drop the mic. If there's a mother out there and you know your son's a murderer. A serial killer. And you're not telling the police, pull your head out of your ass, woman. Because you'll be his victim at one point. I mean, red flag, she has a dude, he has a dude chained in the basement. And she's like, but we brought you here to help my son. No, no, ma'am. You're a dumbass. So, it's, didn't love how that ended. Didn't love how they ended Game, uh, not Game of Thrones, but House, House of the, the Dragon. House of the Dragon is so annoying. Well, and I guess Game of Thrones did that too. Like, season one was kind of like this build up. And by the end of the season, you're like, well, shit, now it's over. And I got to wait a whole nother year. Or two. <laughs> or two. I mean. So, they ended this season and we're like, really? The That's zoom in it? on her face. Now, it was pretty. So, I guess the youngest son is dead. Right? I mean, at least they kept the hot one. One of her Who sons was a real guy, hot. the actor that plays the one-eyed Willie? The one-eyed, the... Not, not Willie. Not, sorry, that popped out of my head. Um, the one-eyed prince. I don't know who that is, but I don't love him either. Like, you didn't think your giant dragon was going to just come out of nowhere and just chomp them in half? He did try to stop it. That dragon was huge. Nothing could have stopped that thing. 
but he was like telling it to listen and then it's like but i mean honestly you're on the back of a dinosaur sir <laughs> he has his eye on the prey were dragons dinosaurs he looked like a, di- a flying dinosaur basically i want to know i mean dragons aren't real but there were flying were they real at no. one point fire breathing dragons there was dinosaurs. I know what I'm saying is, is that surely it came from somewhere. There was flying dinosaurs, but they didn't breathe fire. I think dra- dragons are just like, like unicorns. They're just like mythical creatures. I, bu- I believe that they roamed, the- they roamed the land. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you see where we stand right now with Lauren. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I would have liked it. It'd been a lot cooler. If you it did. would have been so cool. Maybe they did. Maybe maybe there's no way to tell if a dinosaur could breathe fire. That's what I'm saying. No, it didn't happen. You know that. You- like, what would take place on its insides to make it capable of breathing fire? Maybe he ate. I can understand something. if it farted fire. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he ate something or, you know, drank out of the lava water. <laughs> no! And lava it just, water? And then there was a stomach. And there was just some major indigestion. There was a stomach acid that <laughs> turned it into fire. Like, maybe there's something, like, in the atmosphere that when he burped, it and just blew fire. And we won't know. Blue because, fire. Yeah, we won't know. All it, I know is if I was a dragon, I would want to shoot, like, glitter out. Your <laughs> dragon would shoot glitter out. What color would my dragon be, your, though? Your dragon would fart glitter. Oh, I want it to fart and breathe glitter. Have you seen that glitter uh, stuff you put in your drink? Yes. I really want to know if it makes your shoo glittery. I don't think it does. Pretty you sure. know why? Why? Because I've had one. There's a cotton candy company that I had that I do business with, and she makes these things called glitter bombs. Shout out, Sugar Dreams Cotton Candy. But... Yeah, you like pour your champagne over this cotton candy and then there's glitter and I'm not going to lie. I looked. I didn't see the glitter in my poop. (laughs) One time. But I wish I farted glitter like Guy Diamond on Trolls. I love that. Oh my God. Why was I not? Why were we not Trolls for Halloween this year? Because you suck. That would have been so funny. She listened. You know what she did? She was all, let's be Romy and Michelle. And I said, that'll be so great. And then I'm searching Romy and Michelle costumes. And she's like, I'm going to be Poison Ivy. Well, I thought we had more than one thing to go to. And. Because I was going to say, hey, me and you be Romy and Michelle. Uh-huh. And then it changed to superheroes. Not for me. Well, villains. Super villains. She's a super villain. I know, and I don't even want to wear that. I'm literally tempted to throw overalls on and call myself Chucky because the thought of just being set, like I always do the whole like sexy Halloween costumes. I'm kind of over it. I want to paint myself silver and far glitter and call myself Guy Diamond. (laughs) What would your dragon name be? I don't know. I think my gladder, uh, my gladder, my gladder. (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. I'm tired. That's what gladder it'd be like a just a mad hatter i think we're both very um i i have not been something sexy in a while (laughs) 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 you were the flash for jeremy's birthday party that was not sexy it was sexy okay mrs spider-man okay 
I looked like a stripper in this Spider-Man costume. And you wonder why men are messaging you going, I'm getting in the porn business. Oh, God. Maybe he was trying to recruit me. Duh. No. That's disgusting. Ew. Bet. It's not disgusting. I support porn stars. You do you. But. To drop in someone's DMs and then maybe. But I guarantee that that was my thought. He's like, would you want to practice? No, he hasn't done that. But. We'll see. Not yet. I was just picking his brain. Honestly, he probably wouldn't elaborate it if I wasn't like, tell me all the things. Because this is wild. Why would you volunteer that information anyway? That he was going to go film porn. Porn. I'm going to go fuck later. Ugh, for four hours. <laughs> Shit's gonna be chafed. Like, we ain't in high school anymore. Do you like that male voice? It's gonna be chafed. Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, we're done. That's it, I hope guys. we listen back to this and like it. We're gonna have to possibly... We're both really tired today. Love well, you. Love you. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Five stars. Kitty Whispers Podcast. Do on it. On all the platforms. KittyWhispersPodcast.com. Please and thank you. Bye. Do you know how long? <laughs> Do you know how long it took me to text? <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to try to hold hands with a cat? <laughs> a dog will just take it like a dog will just. A dog will just be like, okay, okay, and a cat's like, no, fuck you, I'm not holding your hand. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween.